Hello, everybody. This is Training Without Conflict podcast number 13. And I always say that I'm very excited about who is my next guest. Today, I, I don't have the right words simply because <laughs> it's, a, it's truly a legend in the dog world. Don't like make if, me older than I am. If I know, right? <laughs> but if there is a... a definition for a dogman like that like you would be one of the people that comes into my mind immediately um, so without further confusion um, Helmut Reiser from Germany and with extremely extensive dog training like just not even dog training anything dogs uh, resume and um I'm going to let you introduce yourself in a moment. Um, but I have so many questions. Okay. I have so many questions. I hope I can answer it. Yes. So, um, um, yeah, just, just I, know, I know you can talk for a very long time about what you've accomplished and what you've done, but I think it's important for the especially for the young people to hear and get to know you. Um, because even, even in my group, when we have um, any, any time we start to discuss dog training and names come up and I find that the younger generations, they, they have heard the name, but they cannot put two and two together and, and understand why those people are important and what they have brought up to us and I'm sure you have your people that you got influenced by and I, I would love to hear that but first um, just just tell us a little bit about yourself about myself okay I have two big hobbies the third is playing with teeth the second is playing with dogs <laughs> and before we founded RSV 2000 I used to uh, get out of my practice to relax with my dogs and uh, well this changed with our uh, club with the RSV 2000 now I go in the practice and it's uh, I'm already retired but I work full time and um, I play with my girls on the teeth of the patient it's, this is two things that I have lots of fun with and it's very good because it's a, a alternative and well it started it started early uh, and uh, when you ask me how this started, uh, I always pop up in my head at once Bart Bellon. He said once, uh, well, respect starts always with a little bit fear. And uh, he said, in the beginning I had fear by my father, nowadays I have lots of respect of this. And I think this is a little bit the same. I'm uh, my father. Uh, I think the genetics for uh, animals I get from my father. He was crazy in dogs. He was a blacksmith. Oh, he was in dogs. He too. was no, he was not in dogs. He uh, was a blacksmith with horses, 
And always when he uh, talks about his Dornröschen, which, which was an Araber um, um, uh, female, mm. then uh, there came something special in him. And uh, I think this is something what I got. But um, I'm the, the fourth of four children. And my sister Inge was bitten from a dog when she was young and this caused lots of fear for me okay. <laughs> and uh, so it starts and a friend of mine had shepherds when i was a young boy maybe four or five years old and uh, he likes to to make to tease me and he lets this dog out and i run away <laughs> i was a good i was a good helper at this time already <laughs> and the dog jumped on me and i fall down and the dog was on me and i was totally confused and the fear became more so i was sensitized uh, but uh, i had always the wish i want to have a dog and my mother never allowed this And when I was 14, my father said, Helmut, I'm working there. He, he developed from blacksmiths to uh, uh, cars, at, at first to NSU uh, bicycles, then there come uh, motor bicycles, and there come cars. At the end, he had a, um, a car uh, garage with seven employees and a Volkswagen company. And um, But when he was um, developing his, wor his work, Uh, he uh, said to me, Helmut, I'm working there in the neighbor uh, village and there is a little, let's go there and we take a puppy. So we took my first dog, Kauti, a mixture of shepherd and spitz. Oh, wow. And she was a female. And uh, so I had a kennel in the uh, at my house and when she was in heat, all the, all the dogs from the, <laughs> from the village came. <laughs> and a dick under the <laughs> <laughs> and so first uh, heat five puppies oh my and, god uh, i didn't know where to give them so all our employers had to get one puppy then second heat and pregnancy again and my father says it's impossible and so at this time it was normal we have a very different sensitivity to dogs yes yeah uh, uh, we went to the um, to the hunter and he shot the dog and my father said we'll take a male and a real dog so my sister Helga, she gave me to uh, Christmas um, lexicon about dogs, mm -hmm. and there was Doberman, um, hard, uh, not uh, you cannot fool him, and it's a one-person dog, and said, oh, that's my dog. So I made an advertising in the newspaper, and I had the good luck that in uh, close by. In Hildesheim, there was uh, Boris Zimmermann, and he has a real good Doberman. He won the championship twice, and this was uh, a very hard dog, and nobody could touch him. And uh, so he. Dobermans were quite popular at one time. At this in time, Germany, they were very right? good. They were very good. Yeah. And nowadays, this, this uh, race is totally dead and yeah. ruined. And. So uh, he answered my advertising and I wanted puppy from this dog, but of course a no-name like me didn't get a puppy from this dog. But there was another uh, group, uh, another uh, litter in Braunschweig. And, uh, and my father said, oh, this one is, who's not coming in front, who's standing in the back, he's an intelligent dog. <laughs> and I got this. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
but uh, Boris Sermann took me to Saarstedt. This was my first place and my first teacher uh, were in Saarstedt. There was a good group in this area. And I met there Klaus Huber. He died already. But this was my first teacher. And Klaus was also something special and with the dogs. And they reali- realized very quick that I so was... So you were already kind of getting into Schutzhund then? Yeah. Directly, okay. it was a pol- wow. it was a police uh, a police dog uh, club. Okay, and they were very good people, and we have lots of Rottweilers which never go out of the arm. <laughs> and I was young, with sixteen, and uh, strong, and so I have to do the helper work. And then I uh, got a tent, and I went fourteen days on the training field and trained my dog all by books. Yeah and what I saw from, from the friends. And my doorman always wants to run away, so I have to close the door <laughs> and train from the morning to the evening. And he was he was very thin by all the stress, but um, I have no idea what I did. But uh, well, I tried it. And then comes the first trial. And um, I should do the, no, the first trial was uh, I participated and I won with 200, think 79 or 70 or something like this. Isn't it crazy how we remember certain things? Yeah. Like and I remember that there comes um, Cl- uh, Lambrecht, an old man, a judge, and he was one of the important person in this club. He said, Helmut, you can become a do- good dog handler. You have future as a dog and, man. Uh, you see, I was always very gray. Even especially in this age, now I'm quite polite. <laughs> but in this age, I looked at him and I said, "Hey, uh, who wins here?" <laughs> and oh, I never, I never get uh, uh, so uh, shy. And uh, it was in SV afterwards much worse. And so this was my start, and I learned from Klaus Huber, and Klaus Huber was the first generation of pupils from Bernhard Mendel. At this time, there was Bernhard Mendel in Kassel, and uh, Klaus always talked about him, oh, there's Bernhard Mendel, Bernhard Mendel, and he knows. So I had no uh, contact to him, but um, to, his, to his first pupil generation. And what, what years are we talking? We are what talking about... 70 before, before 70, okay. before okay. Uh, 66, I got my Doberman, and with two years, I went to the training field, must be 68, 69, something wow. about this. And so uh, I had to do the helper work in the first trial. I uh, was a helper. Of course. All dogs ran away. <laughs> <laughs> and at this time, you were a good helper when you can threaten if the dog away. Yeah, uh, so everybody wants to train with me, and I had fun in this, and I learned a lot. But uh, when I went to my studying, this was '73. Um, Klaus told me, "If you go to Göttingen, you must go to Wende. There's Wolfgang Bechtold and Günther Wasshausen. They are the best in the area." Yeah, and uh, he introduced me to them. And these were very big friends to me over many, many years. And uh, so I came to this uh, club and they had a dog, uh, Bodo von von der Rittersteiger. 
Uh, they just bought this six years old dog from the uh, from the customs because nobody could touch the dog and um, they feed them only with a stick through the kennel uh, and so and Wolfgang and Günther they went there Wolfgang threatened every dog away just with a handkerchief <laughs> and that's so, so impressive when you look right it's yeah like, yeah wow and um, they took this dog and they went I think 10, 20 kilometers with his dog home and Günther had this dog in his house. And when we were sitting there in Wende, uh, Günther said, well, nobody can can make barking with this dog. I said, uh, every, every dog barks. <laughs> <laughs> and they laughed about me and said, yeah, come on, show. Yeah? And at this time, um, this was just uh, quite a brutal work um, because the background is, in the 60s, there was no barking in the blind. It came up in the 60s. And uh, before, the dog had only to bite. And when it came up, we had no knowledge about ethological things like we know today. Uh, we tried. Everything was uh, rink, rink teasing and aggression and compulsion. So Schutzins yeah. was aggression and compulsion, nothing else. Of course, we had the sack and uh, we did pray, but nobody talked about pray. Bernard Mendel was the first one who brought uh, the term prey and defense in, in this. Yeah, go, go more about this because that I come, was one of my I come questions. On, I come on this item. And um, so um, we went out with this dog and I stood in the, in the blind. I had uh, this box with stones in it and Bodo came. And I was quick, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> and they gave him a bite. I said, now, what is the problem? He bucks. Huh? And, uh, well, and so I won. <laughs> I was I was a star. I was an upcoming star. And Günther was already a judge, a very good one, and a uh, good handler. Also, Wolfgang uh, was not such a good helper, but uh, he has all knowledge and talks and uh, studied all curve books and so and um so you were pretty fortunate to to i mean i guess it's germany too i mean it's the the where everything started as far as schutzhund goes and but still you were pretty fortunate to be able to i was happy that, that i met klaus huber he introduced me to Günther and wolfgang and Günther showed me around and um, uh, introduced me to all the clubs and to all the people and uh, to the director of the area. And uh, this was my, my start. And, um, and he introduced me to Bernard Mendel. And so we worked two, three years, no, one, two years uh, with Leo from, from Stemi and we couldn't bring him for the barking. So we went to Bernard Menel, and it took him three minutes. What we have not reached in one and a half year, he had just, he just got the arm, got the uh, teletact, uh, yeah, and let him bite. Stemi said out, and the dog was, yeah. So Bernard, good timing, and it didn't take more than uh, three to five minutes, and this dog had understand what is his uh, comfort. Right, <laughs> and uh, then Bernard uh, asked me 
to come with his seminars. He was a little bit older already and uh, he always uh, talked and I had to do the work. And I never did what he talked, uh, <laughs> but he was so pleased that everything works what he talks. <laughs> and uh, after a while, uh, I told him, Bernhard, uh, we talk about prey and defense, but uh, you don't know what it is. <laughs> no, I didn't tell him. Of course. <laughs> I never okay, told him. Uh, because he was uh, he was my uh, big um, I- ideal. And with him, uh, I had a very good time. But Günther brought me also in this area uh, and introduced me to uh, Will Richter. He was a director of this area. And um, I had to... When, when he judged the trial and he saw that I was very good and good in the motoric and everything. So I should become a teacher helper, uh, he said. I said, Günther, what is this? Wow, uh, say wow. yes, say yes, do it. Yeah, I said, okay, I will do. And the teacher helper this time was a helper who worked the dog in, in the trials, nothing else. Okay. But we were full of the spirit of prey and defense and here was going on. And uh, every Thursday we had our training in Vienna and there was a discussion up to uh, four o'clock in the morning. And uh, Interesting. So, so and, when, and when there was four o'clock, Günther said, so. Always when someone said, so, we finished, where do we go now? And then we went to the last pub and got a beer and a, a Schmalzbrot. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> But at eight o'clock, I was always in the lesson in the university. And I was sitting in the last row and I always was sitting like this. <laughs> 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 this was my, t- my uh, uh, life as a student in the beginning. Because I couldn't become a dentist. I wanted to become a dentist. But... Um, I had a average of 2.4 and I was one of the big uh, um, of the, of the uh, ages where there were so many children and mm. the numerous clauses uh, the entrance for the university for dentistry went from uh, 2.0 to 1.0 and so at the end I waited uh, 14 terms uh, and in this time I already finished my studying as a Uh, teacher for sports and chemistry um, and I suffered in this time that I couldn't do uh, dentistry at the end if I wouldn't have this park studying yeah, uh, I wouldn't have this body uh, and the healthiness in my age right, right. and uh, we would never create it uh, uh, this modern dog sport in this way Yeah, because uh, we—I was a second generation of pupils from Bernard Mendel, and uh, we did a lot of trial and error in our uh, Thursday uh, th- Thursday night discussions. And Günther, uh, me—I was a progressive, yeah, with always new ideas. Wolfgang was a conservative. Uh, shit, 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 shit. When I came with prey, Wolfgang, no, 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 and uh, uh, then. When he accepted, I was already back to defense because uh, when we build up the dogs only with prey, they did a very nice uh, technical work with 10 months, but this was no Schutzdienst. The seriousness is This was no Schutzdienst because uh, maturing of uh, um, a dog with a shepherd is 18 months, two years, and then matures uh, the gray, yeah, the aggression. And if you settle the 
exercises, before there is maturing, there comes no conflict by this, by this, uh, um, you see, I showed this in the seminar. Yeah. Uh, uh, there is an antagonism between um, drive and technique. And uh, the dog wants the drive, we want the points, we want the technique. And by this struggling, uh, you have only conflicts. And in the past, we were very brutal to um, uh, reach the technique and nobody cared uh, about happiness <laughs> and, and, and drive. If the dog works perfect, this was a V. Yeah, the 100 point in the Bundesliga with Mara would be today maybe uh, 90 <laughs> or something like right. this. Right. And well, in these 10 years of park studying, uh, I had so many time uh, to to do something with dogs, and um, I went to all lessons in the forest, in the biologics, in the psychology, in the uh, um, uh, for teachers. And um, always I suggest what can we use for dog sport. And then when they made me for a teacher helper uh, uh, and we had, we were full of this spirit. Yeah, I said, well, a teacher helper must teach how to train a dog. And then I sit down and typewriter you had no computer and something else. You have to put exactly. on matrizza. And if you do one word wrong, you can start from the beginning. Yeah, and uh, I uh, taped, uh, I don't know how many, maybe four or five pages about prey, about defense, about aggression, about learning, classical conditioning, instrumental conditioning. And then um, I they introduced me on the uh, area meeting as a new um, teacher helper mm-hmm. and gave me the option to make a short talk. And so I talked about this. And what happened in the first year, 10 odds groups of my area asked me for a seminar. And then I uh, uh, gave them the script. And as uh, a poor student, I said, well, uh, please give me two marks uh, for the paper and everything. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, I, Which was probably not that common at the time, right? No. And um, no, at this time, nobody earned money with this. And yes. for us in, in Venda, It was absolutely no go that you earn money with your hobby. Yeah? And um, well, um, in the second year, it was already Europe, Belgium, Switzerland, Austria, and then uh, afterwards Finland, Sweden, everywhere, uh, and then all over the world. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I realized what we figured out by trial and error, and we. As I said, uh, Wolfgang was conservative, me was I was progressive, and Günther was always a dummy wall between us. Yeah, and was open-minded. Perfect uh, combo. And we were we were a super trio. Yeah? yeah. And when we came there, we have our pipes. <laughs> the Wiener comes with the pipes, and we smoke through the pipes. <laughs> and uh, well, it was a super time. And then come people like Helmut Huber, uh, like others and uh, Horst Knoche, and what we have figured out by trial and error in 10 years, after two years, they got it, after two years they were better than we were. Yeah? And, um, and then it's, uh, this message with the prey and everything was spread out. 
I got lots of uh, critics from the SV. I wanted to, uh, after, after a while, I had to overwork the script, yeah? And um, then I tried to find a publisher. At first, I asked the SV if I can publish this in the SV magazine. Oh no, we cannot talk about prey. We get angriness with the hunters. <laughs> I said, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Later, when the pit bull killed the uh, the child in Hamburg, yeah, uh, suddenly um, uh, prey was totally forbidden. Biting was forbidden. We have to do this BH, this is uh, uh, crazy test there, and. Uh, This was always so far from 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 the real, from the truth, but there were official decisions. Still, up to today, with spike collar, with electric collar, with everything, this is so crazy uh, what they decide. But see, in our society, uh, with with COVID, with uh, uh, in Germany, <laughs> with electricity, and uh, this is all just um, ignoring the facts. And it's only, um, what is this? Ideology. It is ideology. It's ideology. It's ideology. And, and, and making money. And 100% making money. Yeah. money, money so, is a big but, deal. Uh, we have this problem from the beginning in the dog sport with, that we never got uh, um, a lobby in the, in the big uh, companies, in, in the big um, organizations. Uh, FCI, yes, yes. VDH, Shepherd Dog Club, whatever. Yeah, they are always uh, kicking us in the ass for our work and uh, showing off with our results. And this made me uh, quite angry a little bit later. In the beginning, I was very eager to win. And when I saw Fritz Bieler with Dragon and with Eno, I said, oh, I must be better. <laughs> and uh, this was my ideal uh, that I can beat Fritz. Uh, because this was the first uh, championship I saw. Günther took me uh, to the championship where Fritz won with Eno and with Ligon. And uh, so I got my imprints uh, where to go. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, um, seminar started, people came, learned, developed more. Uh, nowadays, uh, many people, like Ivan, <laughs> developed a lot Uh, more in this sport and uh, have super creative ideas and I like this that you invite me because this, uh, we, we call this always the elephant round <laughs> yeah? uh, to talk on this level we have this in our LCC week every year that we uh, invite someone um, to, to uh, discuss with us like you did inviting me um, have discussion, look over the border, uh, what else can yes. I learn? And uh, it's so funny uh, and so uh, effective uh, to do this. Well, back to the time uh, in... Let me just stop you for a moment just to, to explain to, to my audience that uh, how, how we got to this point that we are talking in person after quite a few years. Uh, um, so we, we just decided that everybody for some reason of course knows you about what you that's my problem where I go everywhere where I come everybody knows you and says Helmut 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 I cannot yes. remember <laughs> yes but not many people I at least I don't think too many people in the states 
are aware of, of the experience and knowledge that you have in tracking. And I, I was genuinely, genuinely interested in to, to hear you make a presentation. It was, um, it was beautiful. This two days that we did here, I cannot be more grateful that, that you came and you did, um, and yeah, it, it's that, that's what dog training is to, to be able to communicate with each other. And sometimes somewhere somebody knows something and then we have to connect. We have to yeah. test it. We have to question it and then, well, it's working. Knut Fuchs said this uh, very uh, precise. He said, nowadays, if somewhere in the world comes up a new tool, yeah, this is at once the good people uh, uh, take it at once, try if they can integrate this in their work or they threw it away. Yeah? And uh, yes. so uh, you remember when we met in the uh, first time, I, I told you four, three sentences. I said, now I can go home, you know everything. Yeah? Yes. About uh, uh, receptor clothing, about uh, Gaga effect, uh, yeah. and um, well, and um, then the coordination. Uh, no, there was there were. And I'm sure for you me there were four takeaways, big ones, like I mean, very very important ones, you know, like. Um, with with it's just the fact that you can and you should allow the dog that little time out mm -hmm. to gather his thoughts and mm -hmm. and proper mindset to get back to work mm -hmm. normally what do almost everybody does at that point they don't give the dog any moment mm -hmm. it's like no you must go yeah, yeah. and i learned this from my employees in my practice in the beginning i i felt very sorry for the first <laughs> one who learned at my practice uh, 35 years ago uh, they had to work <laughs> eight hours <laughs> nowadays <laughs> with this princess we get i get no employees you can use uh, nowadays because the education is terrible and uh, but um nowadays i know If they work half an hour, yeah, mm -hmm. they need a rest. Uh, if I let them work one hour, they quit, and they go home and and, and try another work. Yeah, because uh, they get a block, they get gaga, they go out of order, and uh, then one is in this conflict goes to gray, and uh, argues, argues, argues. The other goes to blue and stays away. Yeah, so I learned this that the mental condition. Uh, is something you have to extend. And I told you in the seminar, um, this is something um, you cannot force with compulsion. Yeah? You can uh, push borders with compulsion, but uh, if you do too much, uh, you get this blackout. And therefore, uh, this is something uh, you have to extend by training, like if you want to build up a muscle. Yeah? Correct. If you do too much in the beginning, it's broken. <laughs> and if you do step by step, it grows. And uh, that's the same with the, with the concentration for such a work. Uh, dentistry is such a work on such a field. 
in the halogen light with a microscope, yeah? So very concentrated. And uh, my, uh, well, if I work with my superstars in the practice, they work eight hours, yeah? But not with a beginner. Huh? Right, and, when the, right. and when the dog goes 10 steps in a perfect way and has afterwards this, <gasps> this gaga effect, yeah? Uh, then he has learned something. And if he has the conflict and you put more conflict on it, it never helps. It cannot work. It never helps. Yeah, yeah this like a, it's really, I, I highly recommend that, you know, any, anybody that's interested in tracking, they should be calling you and emailing. <laughs> I worked already with all the big ones hand in hand over the track. <laughs> and yes. they, 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 many of them called me, what, what is your secret? Why do you score always so high? I said, Yes, because you know, like nowadays, with how 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 it is with social media, media yeah. and influencer, yeah. and you know, if you if you do good marketing, yeah. people think you're really good, mm. and it takes just a common sense to to check what are you a good teacher. Have you accomplished something? What like like it's very easy to check. Like I, you know, what what happened was me and uh, my friend uh, Greg Doubt. We were talking, and it's like, well, yeah, there is all sorts of people giving seminars everywhere, and they're big names. And then you go to Working Dog, which is a beautiful place to fact check things, you know. And there was like. Let's check Helmut Reiser. <laughs> of course, you know, and, and it's like from, I don't know, for how many years with how many dogs, like some consistency of excellence course. Uh, Ivan, the most thing <laughs> that I'm proud of is when I take a dog, of course I check, uh, will it work or will it not work? If it works, I keep this dog. Sometimes friends said, hey, this dog is under your level, you must take a different. No, uh, I have a dog and I try the optimum. And all my dogs I uh, showed over four, five, six years on a high level, on the same high level, and they don't get older. Yeah? Right. Of course they get a little bit older, but uh, not in drive and not in spirit. And uh, And I never need a, a veterinarian, <laughs> if you understand what I want to say. Yeah, and not in the in the in the in the past. And so I'm back to the point uh, where we talked about uh, my first experience were that uh, we got a dog. Uh, Günther Wasshausen was judging Mara Busecker Schloss. And she, uh, she gets uh, uh, um, she ran away from the barking, but she said, Günther said, this is a super bitch. We must have puppy from this. Yeah, mm. uh, she was bad trained, and um, we got a puppy, and it was a super puppy. I said, this puppy I want to have. So we went to the breeder. It was a 36-hour uh, <laughs> trip from one pup to the other <laughs> without sleeping. And uh, I told um, um, Karlheinz Schmidt, hey, you must make Schützen 3 with this dog. And I want a puppy from this. Oh, I can't do this. He was a breeder, yeah? <laughs> I said, <laughs> I will do this. 
oh, if you do this, uh, but I get a puppy for me. You get two. <laughs> I said, so I took this female. I trained this female. After three months, um, there was a trial far away. And I said, well, I will go to this trial and uh, make uh, the Schutzen three that I can qualify for area test and then for Bundesliga. And Wolfgang said, well, tracking, you can do make a V obedience, well, 80. If you have good luck, you can make an SG in Schutzdienst. So I came back, 98, 97, 96. How did you do this? And everybody told me when uh, they see my training in the past, uh, this is crazy with Helmut. If you see him in training, uh, you always think uh, uh, he cannot do a trial. And then he comes and makes three times V at this time. Yeah? So why? Already at this time, I worked on these three forces. Yeah? The drive, the active compulsion, the pressing. In, in my, my head, I had already this, uh, these three things, but I had not this model for this. Mm -hmm. This came always later. Yeah? It was always trial and error, First was the stomach, and then comes the brain. <laughs> right, intuitively, yeah. you understand. Yeah. But this is where, like how you said, I guess now that I'm listening to you, becoming the teaching helper, mm -hmm. that was a very important step always, in your development I because always, that made you, that made you start to write. Mm -hmm. And once you start writing about something, mm -hmm. you start to understand it in a different level for yourself, right? I was so, I, I'm still astonished when I read my book, what I, what I published in um, 79, what I already put in it, uh, what, and later it made sense for me. Because uh, I uh, looked in the science, uh, studied behavior, studied everything, studied uh, physiology, and uh, I put it to, this book what I wrote. It was very hard to find a publisher, but at the end I found someone. And we're talking about the Der Schutzhund. Yeah, yeah. And um, well, when this uh, book came up, uh, I had already, it was 78, 79, the book comes up. I had already performed with Mara, Busecker Schloss on the Bundesliga. The first, first uh, trial was nice. Uh, there was a Bex Uden Krug from Hamburg in a uh, in a Pokalkampf, and uh, they already drink their beer because he has uh, 99, 99, and was a winner. Oops. And Mara was in in heat, so I was the last one. Oops, that <laughs> happens suddenly, so much. And suddenly they got uh, the glass fall down <laughs> with 99, 100. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this was my first. Uh, entrance and I won a coffee machine from my area president and over the whole studying I cooked my coffee with this machine. <laughs> so um, then I uh, went with Mara to uh, Bundesliga and who was this guy? He, uh, he was Bundesliga the year before and he was before me and he went back uh, no, he went into the stadium to do his performance and uh, he passed me when I brought Mara back and he just uh, asked me, um, uh, what did you do? I said, 100. And I felt the 
eyes in my back gluing on me. <laughs> yeah, he was the, the champion the year before. And um, so it was a 100 uh, obedience and a 99 Schutzdienst. And the tracking was perfect. The last article, she sniffled on a very stinky leather and went on. 95, mm, eh? mm. 95 with the help. And uh, so I, I think it was a fourth place or something like this. This was my first um, uh, start with um, uh, with a bigger trial. Um, and then, beside this, I already uh, trained my Vargo. This was high breeding. Uh, and it was a dog, uh, well, he was choleric. Uh, and with nine months, I said, I can beat Fritz Bieler in obedience. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> and in trekking, uh, of course, I had not this style of trekking, but I was busy. I was so busy and difficult and everything. So it was Hof, and uh, I had six times uh, um, ground changing. Yeah, mm -hmm. Everybody has ground changing. Yeah. Yeah. So 40% failed. And I did a 99. And then comes obedience. And um, I put my dog on the post uh, for the obedience and suddenly he blow off. I said, oh dear, but this was a stress mm -hmm. yeah? because the, the pancreas already was broken by this uh, psychosomatic stress what I gave to the dog. And um, I, I learned what I can do with compulsion. How yeah? much to push, right? Yeah, and uh, there was a different sensitivity. Well, uh, before, was a qualification to the uh, world championship. And the first qualification, I won with this dog. Then I went to a uh, holiday, a friend uh, cared my dog. When he came back, he was fat, yeah? So the second qualification was uh, also quite good, but he crashed all through the A-frame, yeah? Because mm. he was too fat <laughs> with his hard drive. And, uh, Then came Custer. Let, I, I just a quick question because I always I I mean you're you're somebody that would have answers to this. When did the A frame? When did the wall, the straight wall, became an A frame? That was before you probably. It was quite in the beginning of of my career. Mm -hmm. I think in the beginning it was still the uh, the straight, the straight wall, wall. Uh, one eighty wall. Yeah, but that was a big change. Yeah, and we will talk about the mm. German Shepherd evolution. But yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, we can talk about the dogs later. But I must uh, uh, interesting story. Um, so second, I did the sixth place, and then Costa came, made this in my beer, and said, "Mr. Reiser, when you take off your beer, we will take you also to the championship." This was a mistake because uh, I was very gray in this. <laughs> and I said nothing. And they took me as a reserve. Mm. And then the team captain came and said, Helmut, um, you must uh, go with your dog for the helpers when they train uh, and show your dog for this. And I said, hey, no. I qualified for Bundesliga. I'm not here to brush the shoes from Sramba. If I can perform, I can win here, but not uh, as a as a serve. Yeah? 
and then this argues. Then I should go to Dr. Rummel. He was the boss, always with a tie and etiquette. Yeah? Uh -huh, uh -huh. So he uh, went with me uh, to the field and he yelled on me, what do you do? What do you think who you are? And said, hey, stop yelling. Yeah, uh, I'm here to win, not to be a slave. And he turned away and I should not get my um, uh, reimbur reimbursement, yeah? So I didn't care for the money, but I was pissed off with this. <laughs> so I went to the to the um, office, knocked and the door opened and they were all sitting around. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And Krem what do you want? I said, hey, I'm sure you know what I want. Yeah, also with his voice. This was uh, uh, this was a good thing. What I have, I have always when when I was uh, provoked, I my blood runs cold, and I was never excited. This is the same when I perform with the dog. When I go in, the blood runs cold, and I can concentrate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we have no time. Uh, wait outside. And when I went out, this was accident. The dog crashed because the wind. <laughs> but mm -hmm. this makes much impression. <laughs> it didn't take long. It looks came out. And yeah, Mr. Ryan, I know. Hey, hey, stop. Uh, uh, I don't want to talk with you. Yeah? <laughs> and Rummel came out and went away. And I, with a loud voice, I say, hey, what Mr. Rummel uh, presented yesterday to me, this is incredible. And uh, this is not uh, honoring a dog sportler. <laughs> so... Since this time, everybody knows me. <laughs> and, so, well. and, and then it happened two weeks later was the Bundesliga. And when Vago in front of obedience blow off, I said, oh, oh, oh. And then they all came. Rommel came uh, and uh, Flebe came with, with the stick and Köster came with the stick and everybody came. Watch what I will perform. Okay. 99. Oh, wow. <laughs> and at the end, when I said, for us, that blood, and <laughs> he fled out like a lizard. Wow. <laughs> and so, but it was a shitty dog in protection. Yeah. And uh, I trained with Stemmy, this dog, and uh, I have to pimp him up for that there is some, uh, um, uh, some adrenaline in the blood, and then uh, he goes crazy. So, I asked the neighbor if I can put the dog there in the post. And I asked my friend Gregor, uh, stand up there. And when um, when uh, the last one goes out, uh, wait a little bit and then you call me in. That I can start at once, yeah, with this hectic. And uh, so uh, Gregor, they, they asked you, I said, Gregor, wait, wait, wait. Yeah? And hey, you should wait, wait, wait. Yeah? And then... In the last moment, I attracted my dog and I took my dog and went in and they were very <laughs> excited. And I did the 95 Perfect. and one. Perfect. But this dog. So uh, that was the, the first time this was you won. And this was exactly uh, 1979 when my book was, was coming out. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and this was a good timing, yeah, by Perfect. accident. And uh, with Vargo, at this time we trained uh, in a way when we put the finger in the collar, yeah, uh, that was a devil. With this dog, I could make a pup empty when I come in mm -hmm. and put him in. And Stemi has the same dog, yeah, and we make fun with this. <laughs> and and uh, so 
the problem was, now I was on the podium and in front of the podium was such a microphone and my dog was standing there and I put a muzzle on. And Fritz came, Fritz was, I think, on the second place. Hey, hey, we'll put the muzzle on, we can do this. I said, hey, if I put the muzzle on, uh, I cannot give so much compulsion here of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and he will he will be awful, he will bite. Yeah. And so I went in the with the muzzle and uh, it went quite well when the first one congratulated me, but then came Köster with a stick limping. And when Köster was 20 meters away, suddenly Vago focused. Mm. And Köster came clearer. Mm. Mm. And when he stretched out the hand, all the trophies oh. fall down and a real noise, the dog up. And so, and then come 20, 30 people. And always, so I blamed the whole scenery. So, uh, in the beginning, I was this nice boy coming up, so talented, and now they hate me all. <laughs> and this was my uh, my entrance in um, in the SV. Uh, but I had the experience that by all this compulsion, uh, I That's gave quite the entrance when you think about. By by yeah, and then comes this what 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 riser is I'm consequent, yeah, and um, I really felt sorry for my dog because his pancreas was uh, psychosomatic broken, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I have always to feed uh, pancreon that he can develop the uh, the meal, the and uh, and yeah. after and after uh, the Bundesliga I said you must not work anymore, yeah. So I stopped working, I stopped pancreon, and the dog became healthy again. And this made me something in the brain. When I had Mara, she was talented, yeah? And you don't work the, the female. She started to uh, uh, bite her legs and uh, the, the, the hair was out. Yeah. And um, when you worked her, everything was nice. Yeah, she was healthy, she was super in condition. And uh, with Vago, When you work him for our sport, uh, he gets sick, psychosomatic sick. And then I said, um, I start criticizing the breeding of SV. Now we are on the point of breeding. Mm -hmm. And I uh, made this uh, uh, this speak that I said, uh, Quanto, Quanto, Mutz and Marco, uh, they are nothing for this. And uh, you need a, we need a working dog. And then comes from our club in Wende, They promote it nice and good. And from Wende comes, uh, if you try nice and good, you will get nor nice, not good. <laughs> and then was the Fierenheim uh, uh, clicker with the Martin brothers. Uh, they drink wine and offered uh, uh, water. Yeah? So they made inbreeding and inbreedings yeah. and, uh, uh, and uh, forbid it for the others. So they had the big... Pro, uh, prick advantage to the others and um, Martin produced this worldwide um, economic with the Schäferhund yeah? and uh, suddenly uh, the breeding speeds up in a way uh, with this terrible dog yeah. then comes from me uh, in uh, dog in the front, frog in the in, in the back vorne und hinten frosch so And I criticized uh, the um, the fishes starting stinking from the head, 
Uh, so they always tried to throw me out. The first they tried threw me out when I uh, said Marco, Quanto Mutz and Marco, <laughs> they are not good. Uh, and uh, always I, and that's they blocked me very for. strange because they those are the dogs that I, that's when I started to be like, oh wow, there is dogs and pedigrees and there is Mutz and Quanto. And, and these are the dogs that I kind of got introduced to. But I have a, like, we get to your story, but I think a, a very interesting question I have for you. When, when did that split happen of show and working dogs? How, how did that even happen? Well, uh, when Herman Martin produced, uh, uh, took over, yeah, uh, he started with a, um, WSV, mm-hmm. and this opened a big market. Yeah, shepherds were sold for five hundred um, uh, Deutschmark at this time to Japan, and uh, so now this is something everybody wants to do. Of course. And uh, there was a situation um, that the area presidents were. Kermeister, president of the area, show, uh, show judges, and uh, Hermann Martin uh, judged every year the Hauptzuchtschau Gebrauchs- und Klasserüden. Okay. Yeah? So, in three and a half hours, he donated 3.5 million D-Mark uh, to the people. That's wild. Yeah? And he gave it always in the beginning, they had a winner. Then they had a VA group of 11 dogs. Why? Because we have 16 areas and 16 area presidents and 16 Kermeister. Okay? Any more questions? Interesting. Yeah? And who was obedient? Yeah? Got a VA dog. Yes, that's that's and well-known fact. This, this VA dog... Uh, could create uh, 90 matings per year with 1,000 Deutschmark. Yeah? These were 90,000 black money <laughs> without tax. Afterwards, uh, the uh, tax office came in and realized with some uh, and they got big problems. But at this time, um, Hermann Martin um, cemented his power with judging the VA dogs, uh, males, the males in the, in the Hauptzuschau. And uh, 11 people are the majority of 15. Do you know what the others uh, four do? Right, trying to He doesn't have to say something. Everybody wants to please him uh, to, to, to be one of them. And so he created a big breeding mafia. And then when he spread this over the world, um, all these Kermeister, one got Spain, one got Italy, one got uh, uh, whatever. Yeah? I mean, it's a beautiful model. Yeah. And then they go there, they sell, they go there for judging. And then, of course, they ask, where can I get such a good dog? They sell the dogs there. Next year, they were invited again. And of course, their own dogs are the best ones. 
yeah. <laughs> and yeah. this is a this is a, a self magnifying uh, business uh, at this time. Yeah, and Hermann Martin was the boss, and we had a situation: executive, legislative, uh, media, and um, well, all the power were in the hand of these 15 people. Yeah? So, and when Reiser came and says, uh, the fish is stinking from the head, <laughs> they judged me. <laughs> and it didn't take long. And the official judge says, well, if you are, uh, if you are blamed and if you participate, you cannot be the judge. <laughs> so I always, I always kicked them in the ass. And they tried to, um, they tried to uh, always block me in the area test. In the beginning, they did the mistake. They told me on Thursday, uh, you cannot start the weekend. Well, Friday, I got a judge uh, for a quick decision. And uh, uh, they had the decision, either they pay 500,000 euros at Deutschmark at this time, or go six months to jail, or they let me start. Yeah? And so I always started against enemies. And they beat me and beat me and beat me, but I was good enough that they never could beat me totally away. And uh, as it it works for three three four times, I, I win the Bundesliga. Yes. And um, well, um, it was uh, the situation there with uh, Vargo. When I say when I when I saw that a dog who has not the talent is raped in a way that he gets sick, and I said this is too ugly. I will not do this. Mm. And. There were two, two imprints where I changed my mind. The first imprint was uh, when we had no knowledge and did not meet Bernard Mendel. Uh, we tried to uh, to make the dog bring the dog to barking with with force. You see, everything we with the stick we hit the legs that they limped on three legs. And uh, with a with a cigar, we pressed on the nose, and with uh, uh, a chain, we uh, uh, so everybody was. Someone was good with the stick, other one was good with the chain, and you were the best one if you can make the dog barking. And when I broke the canine of a dog, of a very mm -hmm. good dog, I said, "Hey, this is shit. It's not yeah? that way. If we destroy the dog." to train them, there is something wrong. And then come this part from Bernard Mendel, and this makes me so motivated to write down, to spread this message, uh, to improve the dog sport, to make it more animal protective and more clever. This was my first big imprint when I realized what I do there is incredible. Yeah? And the second was when Vargo became sick. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And uh, I realized this is shit if you don't work with the talent. Then I came with this, with the talk, Quanto, Canto, Mutton, Marco, they aren't good for this, they are shitty dogs. And uh, again, they tried to block me out, but I came back always with quite good results. And um, so later, when I had 20 years, no healthy shepherd, yeah, uh, I uh, said there is a problem with the, uh, with the cow daiquina, yeah? And they want to kick me out for this because I uh, uh, said so negative for this race. Right. Some years later, yeah. And you saw uh, in the World Championship, all the foreign countries come with these dogs who could not jump. 
because our people were already clever enough to sell them with two and a half years or with three years when they see that the spine is uh, yeah. it doesn't work yeah. yeah so nowadays also the foreign countries are <laughs> more clever than germany and but this was a development um when i saw that something goes wrong with the training and with the breeding i always felt i should uh, do something or i should quit yeah but as we have uh, such a nice environment with the people and good friends all over already by all these seminars you see all over the world uh, are so super people yeah and um so Uh, I went on, I wrote this book. At the same time, I became Bundesliga, so this was a big thing, and everybody used the whip. <laughs> how, was, how was the book? How did the Germans accept it? Did they like the book? How, how did that, like, the first because it was a very different book for the time that it came out. the only one uh, right. uh, uh, about this. And uh, this was uh, 15,000 uh, books they produced, and they were run out very quick. And the, uh, oh, I think it was, the second edition was uh, 15,000 books. And this was also sold very quick. And then um, I thought, uh, then came up this uh, video with VHS. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you a yeah. story about this, but go on. And uh, so I said, I, in the video, I can do it very, uh, very much better. And I make, a, I ask uh, uh, in, in, Dortmund a production company um, if we can film this and they say hey you cannot talk this must be official I said I can do this and they offered me uh, a special um, uh, special bonus bonus yeah. uh, we can work Saturday night from eight to four o'clock in the morning and uh, at the end it costs only 100,000 euros wow yeah And uh, so ev after work, I went over to um, Dortmund, one and a half hour, full speed. Uh, in the night, we sit down and we produce this on Betamax so that we can get some copies on v VHS. And uh, when it was ready... I have not heard the name Betamax. This in, was, in this is some more, ages. Some more power uh, than yes. the VHS. Yes. But... Um, if you copy VHS, maybe most of the world have uh, have uh, had these <laughs> copies cop copies of the copies. Me yeah? It's only snow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and right. uh, but uh, I asked uh, the people how many can you sell, and they said, well, if we produce something like this, 100, 120 you can sell. Uh, the rest will be copied. Yeah. So I just. Uh, Did some mathematics, 120, 100,000 it costs, so I must make a price of 367 euro, uh, Deutschmarks. Uh -huh, This uh -huh. was a lot. Yeah, And at the end, I um, sold double and about 100,000 euros were left. And this was very good at this time because I started my practice. Okay. <laughs> it was a good investment for my dentist practice. Yeah, And um, well, Uh, my father at this time my father sold his company and he gave me half a million uh, and I paid it back they had a very good retiring money every year every um, and so I could uh, build up a very modern practice and um, this was my way where I uh, with the dogs 
Well, afterwards, uh, there came up the computer and uh, the digital things. And Fifi Lüneberg, everybody knows him, I think. Yes. Um, he uh, told me, Helmut, there is a guy in the school. Uh, he's a Belgium champion in ring sport. We must look there. So we went there, and it was the same like with you in in Australia. <laughs> we we just that story we, I have to tell. We just arrived, <laughs> and stand in the back, and Bart was talking, 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 and so I just asked one question: Are you the Helmut Reiser? And yes, and then it was love on the first sight. <laughs> right. Uh, two weeks later, uh, we met for training. And uh, then it happened that we did the revolution in, in SV, that uh, we said uh, this breeding mafia, uh, we must split off, we must make democratic. And uh, um, Heinrich Messler, who's now president of SV, came 1990, I think it was, to my house and said, Helmut, we must make revolution. We must blow off this mafia uh, where they... Uh, uh, chase the rabbits in their own uh, stable <laughs> and um, we must split off this power and this was a big mistake I said yes he said you have the uh, the working dog people we have half of the breeding dog people and then I thought this would be done in two years no it was uh, after 10 years uh, it was still the mafia yeah uh, And everybody tries to get a little bit of the cake, and uh, it was not successful. But um, what was good when his brother Peter Messler overtook the president? And it's so funny, all of these people who um, were in power—if it's Köster, if it's Flebe, if it's Hermann Martin, if it's uh, the other Martin—when they were kicked out, they die very quick in cancer. Psychosomatic stress, like with my dog, Vargo. Right. Yeah? And hmm. uh, what happened? Everybody's watching them in this way. And suddenly, this one is president, and they are standing always in this direction. Yeah, And they couldn't stand this. The only one who was a really strong, honorful person, absolutely without knowledge, was Hans Glück. Yeah. With him, I had a very nice experience. Uh, when I criticized, uh, Martin says, you have to talk with him. And we had a good talk, and I realized this is a honorful person, but <laughs> absolutely on the wrong position as a breeding, uh, uh, breed, uh, as a uh, training ward <laughs> of SV. Right, wow. <laughs> so, but, well, um, where did I stop? With the, with the development of SV. So Bart, uh, uh, we made friends, we uh, made discussions, and then it happened that Peter Messler, the brother, became president, and then it happened that we have this big... Um, There uh, was a big event, like some big uh, 2000 presentation, people right? 2,000 people in the stadium of Betzenberg. Yeah, I remember, uh, yes. And uh, there was a speech of um, uh, Bart, of me, of Günther Diegel, Fifi Lüneberg, And it was uh, the time uh, when there comes a new animal law. And we invited Dr. Baumgartner. He was a man on his table, the, uh, 
the animal law was worked out. And we invited him for a speech. I have this still on my computer. And we worked with spike collar, with electric collar. We demonstrated our, uh, Fifi demonstrated, me demonstrated uh, the training. And after the seminar, um, we gave him his microphone and asked him, we want a feedback. What do you think about our training comparing to the animal law? And I have this still in my computer. Uh, he said uh, he didn't see anything in these two days which is not compatible with the animal law. And he saw uh, lots of uh, responsibility to, uh, to the dogs. And he wished that everybody acts this responsible with the dogs uh, like he saw here with us. Yeah? Wow. And, uh, well, uh, afterwards they tried to kick us, uh, uh, they tried to... Uh, Jürgen Rickson came up and make always reports from the winner. And when Helmut König uh, from Afalterbach won the world, uh, the, the Bundesliga, mm -hmm. and he was asked by Jürgen, do you use electric collar? And he says, of course, they want to cancel his Sieger title, yeah? his champion's title. And so then, that was pretty early already. And then I told Helmut, uh, Helmut, if they want to kick you out, I'm on your side. They must kick me out also. And I have already won several times uh, in the court against CSV. And uh, so we went together. Hans Rüdenauer was breed warden, uh, was, was a training director. Mm -hmm. And before, uh, he, we have a good, good relationship and we trained together and he never, he never was able to train. But Erika was very good, his wife. And Erika... You mean Hans was never able to train? <laughs> I can tell you a story. Interesting. I can tell you a story. <laughs> then uh, we had a young dog with 10 months. I had a young dog with 10 months. We had the party for my Bundesliga and he came there and I said, well, in two years we participate to each other. And he started training his dog. Erika went over. Hey, come on. You can't do this. I will do this <laughs> because he struggled too much. <laughs> this was funny. But... Um, with this uh, dog, what was the name of the dog um, from Erika? <sighs> she had a very good yeah, dog. Uh, this was two years old. And they couldn't, when the dog got the arm, they couldn't get the dog out of the arm. Name. Uh, ah, so Hans and Erika came to my house. I said, hey, this is every dog gets out. Yeah. Uh, how you? I said, Hans, uh, let's go in the Weser meadow. I will show you. So I work the dog. I drop the arm, and this dog in his arm like crazy. Yeah. So I have this. Um, it was um, not the Enotech. It was um, with a stick. Tritronics. The Tritronics. All Tritronics. All the tri yes. Tritronics. And I just put the button, and the dog more. And I just kept on stayed on it. And well, after gray comes blue, and he went out, and I released. So half a year later, she uh, qualified to the world championship with this dog. Uh, was very good on Bundesliga, and he was used for breeding all the time, and produced a lot of good puppies. So now comes this that they want to uh, blame Helmut König because he tells the truth about the electric collar. And uh, I said, Hans, 
if it goes to the court, I will tell the truth. Believe me. Yeah. I really had no idea that this is going so far back. Take, take this away yeah, from, from Helmut or you get your answer. So it went to the court and I was really pissed off by the area president of Baden-Baden, uh, this Koch. Uh, Koch was the most uh, neugierig, uh, he wants to know everything. Mm-hmm. So, And the friends from Baden-Baden trained already in the stadium, which was forbidden when the Bundesliga was there. And he was standing, of course, in front. And Jürgen Ritzi says, hey, someone is coming. Uh, and he said, someone told to Jürgen Ritzi, uh, someone is coming, we must put away the electric collars. And um, Jürgen said, hey, hey, no, no, we do this. And they trained with electric collar. And there were some of my friends who told me the truth. And uh, Koch was standing there and in the court, he has to testify by God that he has seen nothing. Oops. And then I said, Bleh. yeah, and he was out of order. Yeah? Uh, so I was really angry that someone lies in this way uh, for the um, uh, for the loyali- loyalty. Image, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this yeah. is still the same uh, everywhere where you go. Uh, there are no characters. Yeah? They, they. I hate this. And yes, it's very difficult. I hate this. Yeah. Well, and Hans, of course, was afterwards very pissed off with me <laughs> because, of course, we won. Yeah. Um, when the judge uh, realized that they all lie and they all uh, uh, don't tell the truth. Um, and this is the same with uh, still, yeah, when you have a judge meeting uh, with uh, the VDH and uh, there is also uh, Christa Bremer and says now after the meeting we must talk about this and uh, then come the advice. We shall do it uh, without talking about this. But um, um, And then I say, hey, 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 I'm a dentist. I don't feel my, fool my patients to earn money or something like this. I'm authentic. And when I do this, I can stay for this. Krista's yeah. been in the office for a very long time. It's time that she leaves. She destroys yeah. in the moment more than uh, than yeah. uh, she makes good. She is very intelligent. She is very competent in the social uh, thing and everything is in order. But when they only uh, try to uh, dominate and to use power, and this against the interests of the people in the sport, yes. something goes wrong. But yeah. it's almost, I don't know if it starts in Germany, I don't know if it's human nature, but I think it's all over. I mean, you you look at FCI and I know people will watch it and, and I, I know I'm speaking the truth, so take it, as, you know, do what you want with it. But this is our take problem. the working we don't, we dog don't. commission in FCI. They really don't look for the interest and benefits of the people that train dogs. No. They just bend over to any political power as long as they can do their little games. And there, I, I, it's a common sense. You are elected 
to represent and defend us so we can train dogs right but it's i it this almost seems like thinking. This everywhere is, this is your thing that's not their thinking correct the organization is more important uh, than the people because this gives power and money and it's all about power and money and that's where it's the wrong organization i guess but we will get to decide i have to tell you this story because we said a rude hour a few times now and this was the time when i realized you know how you went and you you there was a moment in your career as a trainer that you knew that you actually are good i remember the time because i was just training i mean i i started obviously in eastern europe with all russian military style of training is german you know we had these funny sleeves the white things that they you know you know what <laughs> high bite yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. yes yes the high that, bite that's what i grew up with then mm. in belgium the moment i went there it was like the ring sport which was so captivating but then i got into schutzhund and then i moved to the states and i still did not i i mean it was just pure intuition i qualified for a fci world championship it was 1993 i believe in finland and i go and i do obedience very funny story so i'm sitting in the stadium on the benches on the bleachers you know and i'm like why are we waiting what what's going on and then they announce my name like i should be on the field and i run to the car i bring my dog it was a female malinois I, a crazy story but to make it quick i get 93 points no 94 points but it's under hans rudenauer and it was i i believe it was like maybe protection obedience obedience mm -hmm. obedience and in a world championship and i placed 12th and i had no even a helper it was all just me figuring things out just pure intuition the next year he comes and he judges the german shepherd championship and i think it was in california i i i think it was the the volrats the organized the championship and he gave me 98 in protection and everybody respected him as he was the the training director of you know so that it was very funny to when you say that he actually wasn't that great of a trainer but in my eyes at the time getting that score from him it was that approval that i i actually good at at what i'm doing so it was it was very interesting yeah. you know no he 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 understood dog sport absolutely but he was not able to practice himself mm. the the good one in the practice was uh, erika but this with the well but it became worse hans was was quite good uh, when when hans overtook from glück i was so happy and i told him hans uh, now we must create our sport and the first is we fought so long for good working dogs yeah and we have already now the split that the show people do this show part and we have these working dog people who breed their own well, fritz bieler <laughs> fritz bieler <laughs> said well i tried it 
uh, nice and good, mm-hmm. and I won. But either the show people came for breeding, <laughs> and not the working dog key uh, people came from breeding. So with one with one dog, he was uh, he was Thank healed <laughs> by uh, this idea of nice and good. Because from Wendaus, we always give this message: uh, the result is not nice, not good, when you bring it together. Right. Yeah, and. Um, this was um, something uh, where they split off uh, these two populations and uh, Peter Messler was the first who agreed as a president of us we we have two populations yeah how long ago was that it's gotta be like two thousand uh, when did we late have 90s maybe was in the in when we had Kaiserslautern when was Kaiserslautern It, I think it was yeah. the beginning of the 90s. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't know. You see, I'm young. I still live in the future, not in the past. That's how it should <laughs> When be, When I'm right? talking now ab- about the past, I, I uh, forget so many things. <laughs> Ask Fritz Bieler or Fifi Lüneberger. They can tell you exactly everything. Yeah? But I, I'm looking always still forward. <laughs> that's, that's how it should be, though. Yeah, therefore we, the book, therefore I we tell created you, the book that you wrote is what changed for me. It was just this one, like, wow, okay, there is a whole different way to look at things, mm-hmm. which Kais- I wasn't exposed at the time. And Kaiserslautern was this uh, point uh, where we have already this digital thing. Jürgen Rickson filmed this and we produced drive changing, uh, Triebwechsel im Schutzdienst. Yeah. Uh, then comes Bart and me, we produce this uh, contact, contact yeah. how to use the uh, electric collar proper. And then Bart uh, tried to make it official uh, and lost in the court. That's when it kind of get. Yeah. that's when the pressure really came on, I think, after that contact video or no. Or it was. No, it no, seems no, like no, it's no, much this earlier. Was, no, no. This was. Uh, it doesn't come from outside. It comes um, uh, when there was this animal law. Yeah. Well, short story before. Ozla um, called me and said, "Helmut, uh, they will produce a new animal law, and there is a professor in the Univers- University of Gießen. Uh, he is a boss of the group who makes." Um, information to the politics mm-hmm. so i met i went to gießen we met i met him he was a hunter and when i told him uh, what is so super with electric collar better than with the mechanical uh, he said i know i know i know i'm a hunter he came he went in this ro- a side room came back with the x-ray and showed me an x-ray with a Uh, of, of a dog with uh, full with his uh, metal in the ass. Mm. Yeah, mm. Uh, I know uh, that uh, we uh, shoot yeah, the dog the, when the they pellets, yeah, right? with his pellets uh, when uh, they should stop hunting. Yeah, and I know that electric collar is better. But if you want to reach something, you must uh, make a group uh, to make lobbyismus. And in this group, you must take all the people, the hunters, uh, the guarding people, the club people, oh, for sure. uh, and the veterinarian. And so we get the official veterinarian for Germany. Um, and um, when I contact the hunting people, um, Professor Wunderlich, he was very smart uh, guy, and said, hey, 
Mr. Reiser, I tried it. It was impossible to glue this group together. If you can do this, I do all the work from my Yacht Gebrauchshundeverein, from my hunting club. Mm -hmm. It was a very big club in Germany. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this worked. I glued them together. Hans, uh, Hans Wunderlich uh, organized everything. And we made meetings and we make uh, uh, 10 points. And so we came in uh, with our Übrund at this time uh, to the politicals and we worked two years in Bonn uh, in the ministerium uh, out the rules for dog training inclusive electric collar. So, and we nearly finished. And then comes the problem in Germany, uh, the, uh, the, the black uh, party at the, the, the CSU, CDU, uh, lost and the green and the red ones overtake overtook the, uh, the government well, I mean, yeah, yeah? yeah and then everything was finished because they are these not ignoring everything and still nowadays with the energy and uh, well I we had good people there uh, first uh, Dr. Baumgartner then Dr. Krieger and then overtook Dr. Polton. I called Dr. Polton every three months. Come on, make ready, let's finish this, we need this, and, and, and. over 10 years, and nothing happened. Yeah? Yeah. After 10 years, he told me, well, uh, uh, next year I'm no longer there, this will overtake uh, Mrs. something, Schulter or something like this. And I said, oh, congratulations. So you also uh, uh, sit this out. Yeah? No, 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 no. I said, yes, absolutely. I said, Dr. Reiser, I will tell you the truth. This is such a hot iron. No political touch this because he doesn't get votes. Yeah. Yeah? And um, therefore, they do nothing. So I contact one time this young, new lady, who overtook this resort and then I said, okay, I can forget it. She asked me everything. I said, you have everything in the basement in your, in your, in your, uh, <laughs> in your storage. Office, yeah. yeah? Uh, and you start here from the beginning. Yeah. And then I stopped it. And, um, so nothing worked out. In the meantime, I had already my court decision that nobody, uh, can, uh, can forbid me to use it because I'm competent in this. Uh, as, as an individual. This was uh, at the time when they tried to um, to beat uh, Helmut König, when mm -hmm. he said, yes, I use it. Yeah? And then Helmut König, Manfred Schalber, uh, Eugen Ecker and me, we went to court to make a, a decision that we are allowed to um, use it. And we won. After three and a half years, we won. Yeah? Because uh, a judge was quite fair and quite uh, interesting in this and he realized we have the knowledge and we are responsible for our work and then he made a decision this was a, a, a honor president of the uh, Oberlandesgericht uh, in Munich yeah. and so we went to this to the SV and at once they changed it it's no longer forbidden uh, it's just um, and it's still the same decision <laughs> it's no longer forbidden in SV uh, uh, this has to uh, 
they have to blame the people on the private courts. Yeah? Because if they would not have changed, if they would have forbid this, everybody could um, apply uh, for Gleichberechtigung. Permits or license or something. For the license, license. because if someone can get it, another one can get it. Yes, yeah? it should be. And uh, so uh, this would be very expensive for <laughs> SV, and uh, they were clever enough um, to stop with this, uh, that it's forbidden. But mm -hmm. then came Bart, want to make it official, lost in the court, but it's only a decision for this particular situation. Yeah? And the the uh, the court said uh, that it's forbidden, and every area can make a different decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they all don't do it. I tried it in my area, and forget it. This is, nobody cares about this. And well, the official, uh, the un unofficial way in VDH is it's forbidden. But if you someone makes it. Uh, Make it that nobody sees this, because without this, this is this is a cure. This is again one from for me. It's one point in my life. Like uh, when Vago gets sick, I said, "It's no way to treat a dog in this way." And when uh, I see this uh, breeding uh, with the Cauda Equina, I have to say, "This is wrong." Yeah, and um, when I broke the teeth of the of the, a very good dog, I said, "This is wrong. What we do." And nowadays, I say it's wrong that we um, judge in a way that we really uh, put the animal in, in such a stress situation that he has no normal life. And um, this is only possible with spike collar and electric collar because the advantage of the electric collar is evident. Yeah? There is a research in the University of Hanover. Uh, this brings less stress Less than spike polar and less yes. than uh, 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 talking, talking, talking. Yes. Yeah. Because it's so clear for the dog because it's in a very good timing and when you have the seminar timing is all. Yeah. And if you and and the the other good thing is um, emotion, body depends always on the situation. If you press a button of one, it's always one. If you press a button of ten, right. it's always ten. Right. Yeah? And it's much more predictable how you place it from the timing and from the dose yeah and nobody wants to kill a dog or to to destroy his dog they want points yeah and uh, therefore uh, in the moment where you we had this in seminar the first you teach uh, classic conditioning a voice with mechanic mm -hmm. that he does the work and then uh, with a, a electric you have uh, only the option for conflict But when he knows the way out of conflict, then uh, you have a 100 percent um, uh, success, maybe 99 percent success when you press a button, and then you can separate from uh, body, and then it's much more clearer for the body to read the body language because you don't have to move with arms, with hands, yeah. and all the uh, all uh, the body gives an information if you have disciplined body yeah and this we have to teach the people uh, and of course you can teach it only if the dog is trained proper and then you teach the people how to use the body language and it's impossible if you 
if you move all the time with leashes and with hands, but if the dog has learned and you can give him a clear picture with the body, uh, the only uh, um, uh, report for plus and minus, for yes and no, is press a button. Yeah? And it's on a level where the dog has never a pain. Correct. It's just a it's mm. just a help for the guidance. And of course, uh, if you give a knife or a scalpel in the hand of an ape, it's different right. if I have this in uh, surgery in my dentist practice. Right. But for everything, you can get a license. You can get a license for a gun. You can like get a license for uh, shooting with a with a with a trunk. <laughs> you can l get a license uh, for uh, 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 putting bombs uh, uh, from yeah. a, from a plane. Mm -hmm. uh, for everything, you can license. Yeah, and that's and not and you cannot get a license to uh, for uh, for an electric collar uh, to to work a dog in a most effective and most uh, animal protecting way correct this is so and this is something what pissed me off yeah that uh, this emotion this ignoring uh, this not asking competent people um, make but even when you look decisions. at all the studies like all the studies that point to the electric or shock colors whatever you want to call it and they say we should ban them. All of those studies, okay, let's say not all of them, but at least the majority that are good studies, they all point out that when done correctly, the dog has, recovers immediately from fear, there is no stress, and the end result of what has been taught is successful. And all of those studies point out to what happens if you just randomly start to push the button. As you said, the ape getting the, the right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not the right excuse to ban something because some and we know that it's just nature it's just in our planet we there is we approach something that we like and we avoid something that we don't this is genetically baked in our dna mm -hmm. and even if we as much as we don't like it we know how to respond to it and the electric color when done correctly as we say it, it's a uh, it really cannot be cannot be abused when it's done correctly. It's a very safe tool. I know, I know that you can make crazy things with this and cru uh, and cruelty an animal, yeah. And, and so you can without it. But uh, from the beginning, when we uh, when we uh, made influence into the politicals, we always um, said uh, this must uh, be um, uh, competent, yeah. And someone should get a license. And I and I said, hey, uh, I said to Mrs. Bremer at this time, hey, there is so much money. There's millions of money you can earn, yeah, mm -hmm. 
if you make this uh, seminar and you give a license exactly. and you give a license for 200 uh, Deutschmark yeah a uh, thousand people will will, will will get it this is 200,000 uh, euros and even more yeah everybody has this we mm. we uh, we figured out how many um, uh, are sold in Germany they were already 30 years ago uh, several millions yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, so ignoring all this is um, is so terrible and of course there is interest uh, forbid all dog sport forbid all dogs forbid all uh, working dogs yeah and uh, the uh, majority have these uh, pets and uh, they don't understand what we do right yeah so we have no lobby this is our problem and the problem is that our um, official organizations they don't vote for our interests mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what is the result ivan we must do it our own this is the only thing this is the only thing what you can do uh, um, I tried already to overtake as a breed warden in SV, yes. and uh, I tried everything. Believe me, I have my experience. Um, this organization, like the Soviet Union, like the DDR, they die their own. Mm -hmm. This is why we uh, create RSV 2000. I had no chance to do what you have to do for maintaining a good working dog which is create a cookbook how to train, breed good dogs, select them, and bring the good ones back to the, to the, uh, to the uh, people, to the breeding. Yeah? So this is a circle what we have to do. And you cannot do this in FCI, you cannot do this in VDH, and you cannot do this in uh, SV. Uh, and... This was the reason where we say we need a little island mm -hmm. where we can do this. And I'm so happy that we have this little island in RSV 2000. We have, you saw what we have in the uh, method for the training. We yes. don't have this only for, not only for tracking, we have this for obedience, we have this for uh, protection, we have this for helper workshop. Yeah? And we have a breeding system which is better and respects all the problems, um, this champion breeding kills every race in 60 years, says, uh, says uh, Dr. Wachtel. And uh, so there is options for heterozygites without cross. There is option uh, with diversity. And uh, this is all something. And uh, our president, Albert Spreu, he's, he's professional in this. Uh, and uh, he uh, has the uh, statistics of this. This is so interesting. And now we have in our club the Mullies with that's what I was going to say. That with, now it's not just Matthias Dögel and Matthias Dögel uh, has the best infrastructure for dogs, better than VDH, better than FCI. Yeah. yeah. So um, we have everything what is necessary uh, to uh, do something for our interests yeah fci will not do this fvdh will not do this sv does not do this. we only have the problem that they have a 100 years old inter infrastructure and the big circus and the p 
people want to go in the big circus, in the World Championship FCI, in the World Championship WSV, and they don't come to us because they want to perform in the big circus and not in the small circus sure. we have. Yeah? Sure. And this is, our, uh, this is our only problem. But believe me, I was only, my problem was only over 55 years in dog sport that I was always five years, 10 years too early. <laughs> and we just can wait. They kill all themselves. When they, when they don't change, they kill all themselves. Hopefully they do. It's been taking too long, you know? The, the question is, uh, if they give up, if they're, is still the possibility for our sport. This is the only question. Right. Maybe we are the last generation who can do this sport. But I'm here, I work, and I, I have standing, uh, and I'm still uh, busy uh, to try to make it maintaining. Yeah? If not, we have done everything. This is the only thing what I can say to this point. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, we know FCI right now will... We'll Uh, the stick it will be forbidden from January. It's in. The, it's decided. But we have it's the not shoot, a surprise. We have the Schutzhund trial, and in our World Championship, we have the stick. We don't have to obey this. Exactly. And even and even uh, with the stick, they asked the government, and the government said already, um, it's no problem if you touch the dog with this soft stick. Yeah, but. But in the vorauseilenden uh, Gehorsam, what is this? Uh, um, they are obedient uh, before it's necessary. Yes. Eh? They try to please before <laughs> and give up all our interests. This is, this is incredible. And this is the nice thing if you have your own little island where you can, um, where you can do what you have necessary. You have your own trial. Yeah, correct. You have your own breeding. Uh, of course, you have to obey the bigger rules, but uh, you must not be always so devote to every shit what they decide. If it's totally incompetent and contraproductive. Yeah. This, I do the same in my practice. You see, I do many things uh, without payment because it's productive for the patient. Yeah. The rules are different. And you should not, you should not. Okay, then I do it without payment. And I think once the... I mean, I, it, it really, the sport's gonna die if we follow those leaders and, and, not, and they not protecting and defending the sport. And then maybe this is the time when clays like RSV will become... The, the the solution I have um, I have the hope that with our young people Albert and Matthias they are younger than I am they have the same power yeah they are very intelligent and uh, in some things I uh, they are better than I am so and I hope um, that there is a next generation right What ha I mean, you know what's the, uh, you for sure know, but like because of my school and, and certifying dog trainers and, you know, going through my school, I have, I have 
people that come uh, to do the school from Germany and from different countries in Europe, and they have like one of the benefits of school like this is that I don't have a problem teaching them everything from punishment to negative reinforcement to positive reinforcement. If re mm. It's all good, but it is so frustrating to hear when somebody, let's say, graduates from my school. They have a very well-rounded education. Uh, they understand, just as we keep talking in the seminars and everywhere, you have you avoid and you approach. It's fundamental, fundamental thing. When they, those trainers, when they in Germany go to try to certify with the government, they have to pass a written and practical test. Mm -hmm. And in those tests, there is specific questions and you have to, you, you will not get certified, you will not become a professional dog trainer in Germany if you say that punishment, positive punishment, or negative reinforcement, or any kind of use of aversive or compulsion can be better in certain circumstances. <laughs> they no. cannot become a professional dog <laughs> trainer. And that becomes a problem because now they, they have to check that box. And now you have a big number of professional dog trainers that are checking that box. So now it becomes even harder to fight it because if you decide to fight it, you can, they, they will come back at you and say, well, there is all these very famous successful trainers that also agree with us. Mm -hmm. It's such a loop. I mean, it, there is no way out. So how would you deal with that with RSV? Like how, how is that going <laughs> to... The best is you stay away from the shit. Uh, but this can is, you, this is, can this you is stay every, away? This is everywhere. Oh, for sure. This is everywhere in Germany in this way. Uh, there is a narrative, uh, what you have to say and what have to, you have to think. Look at this. this yeah, COVID. yeah, you this, have to look, sing look the at mantra. COVID. Look at COVID. Yeah? There are so important people who really have knowledge and bring the argues, but they are uh, Nazis, they are Schwurbler, they are these, they are this, and from the people who are in power, they ask only these people who make yeah, yeah? and t talk, talk what they want to hear. And uh, you see, character is something you find as a beggar and in the um, uh, academics, but you also find there and there uh, the people who are just egoistic and they sell their uh, their mother for money. Yeah? Right. And uh, so character is something has nothing to do with, with knowledge. But now it becomes, I, I think, I, I have no idea where, what's going to happen in the States. They always are there, always, every moment they're knocking at that door trying to crack down and ban prong colors and electric. This is like a, a mission for them. And they have, they have very good ammunition for the, for the simple mind that today almost everybody functions this way. Nobody has time or desire to actually do their own 
research and figure things out for themselves. They, everybody listens to, it's a come in and out. So when, when in the States this conversation comes, immediately, well, all of Europe already knows better. We are behind. All science says, and we are behind. And all of that is bullshit, but nobody has the time to listen, to, to and, and fact check. And it's a very easy, it's like, well, are you good or are you bad person? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a good person. Well, then, oh, very difficult to fight it. Uh, Ivan, with religion and with ideology, we have in the past lots of experience. You see? Oh, <laughs> in of course. The, in the Middle Age, the Christians killed the people. Uh, uh, in, uh, uh, yeah, we in, were in burning Ger- women in, because in, they were witches. <laughs> in Germany, yeah, yeah. And in Germany, we have the Nazis. This was just ideology. Now we have the green people. Yes, uh, it's just ideology. They destroy the whole country, yeah, by and, ideology. And people are aware of it, yeah. but are afraid to go against because and if you go against, then you're and in labeled our, as a. And in our sport, it's the same. The animal protectors, yeah, uh, they are uh, ideologues, they are ideologues. And, uh, and these people put always so much energy in their interest. Yes. Yeah? And the people who work and are on the basic, they don't have the time for this, they, they, they do it. And uh, so it is like it is, we have no lobby. In the dog sport, but it's a it's a whole uh, problem in the society. Yeah, yeah. we have a fun society, uh, yeah. and it uh, uh, and uh, nobody learns to discipline. You see, last uh, last month, I talked to a friend. He's a teacher, and uh, I talked about the situation. That I said, hey, I cannot get employees any longer. These young people, you can forget. The half stupid people make uh, uh, go to the university, and the totally stupid people you cannot use. And all these, they just can't do this. They learn no, uh, they learn no gedicht, no no songs in the school. They don't learn uh, uh, what is gedichte, uh, rhymes something. Yeah, like and like a and they poem. and they are missing something to remember because they can get everything very quick on Google. Yeah. And there is a development that uh, um, the character of the people changes by the situation we have. And he said, he told me, Helmut, the worst thing in our school is uh, that they did digital the schools because the, uh, the young people uh, are not trained to rem- remember something. Right. And um, so uh, we that will, will be strange. Yeah, we will have we will have problems with this. And uh, uh, there is a way in the society. Uh, it changed a lot. You see, I'm not I'm not so conservative. I was always a progressive. But in the way how it changed now, I see this uh, in our uh, Deutschland. It's the green people. Imagine, 
80% didn't want them. They have 20% of the votes. Yep. And to get the power, yeah, they uh, make agreements to everything. And then this guy gets a minister uh, 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 office and can ruin the whole uh, uh, industry in Germany. Why is this possible? I don't understand. They they uh, they should not have. Uh, this is a this is a, a lack of the democratic that they just glue together and they promise something and when they want to be in power they make agreements 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 just to stay in power. Yeah. And and so so stupid people, you see, money, most of them uh, they have never finished. Uh, a work a, a, a job school. yeah they have no job they are uh, if they would not be political they would have been unemployed people and this is something um, where ideology comes in the front ground and like in our dog sport yeah ideology comes in the front ground uh, the lobbyismus of the ideologen are so strong right and we Workers are quite try to do the work in the best way we give, and we don't realize that they kill us more and more and more and more. No? So, who knows? I think we leave that alone. But look at look at uh, look at the history. All these um, all these societies who are based on air right blow off yeah they cannot last for yeah. sure they cannot last um, things will change sometimes sometimes it was necessary to destroy everything with the war i don't hope that this happens we are very pretty close to it but i know but uh, i don't hope that this works let me change the subject because yeah. that's frustrating <laughs> i want to i want to say some like this story about The one, the one story, I have to tell everybody this story. I, it's one of my favorite ones when, when we met in Australia, you know. Like, because I, well, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm, I believe that I kind of met you a few other times, but I don't think we ever got that opportunity to really be face to face. In Australia, I was going, I was giving a seminar. Mm -hmm. And I was in Brisbane, and I, and tomorrow I'm gonna about to make a seminar, and I was on, you know, the, it was one of my first seminars giving like outside the country, and the people that were hosting me, they're like, well, what do you think if Helmut Reiser comes to the seminar? And I just couldn't even make sense of what they are asking me. I'm like, what, what do you mean? And then I, to find out that you were, you know, just visiting and whatever you were doing, I wasn't even sure. And what do I say? I cannot say no. And then I'm thinking, man, if Helmut Reiser is going to come to watch me give a seminar, 
what I'm gonna do <laughs> because at the time it was uh you know like I I always from again like from my times in Belgium when I was like okay there is Belgian ring and it was so interesting and it was just learning a lot of different styles of training and then I got the book and then I got like a copy of a copy of a copy of the VHS tape. <laughs> Much snow. <laughs> yes. And then I listened to you talk and I'm like, man, there is like a whole different way to look at dog training and drives and, and, and reinforcements and everything. It was, it was one of the most exciting times in my dog training career. I cannot not remember this, you know? Then there was the big time where I really actually got to hear you live, and that was that was '94, San Jose, Egon Vorlat, Martin, mm -hmm. Dean Calderon, like the Segas. It was like the the hardcore, super enthusiastic and very knowledgeable people that did the sport. It was the World Cup soccer. Germany lost against Bulgaria. Mm -hmm. These are details you don't know. You were mad because Germany lost at the, not even at the finals. They, you got kicked out by Bulgaria in like uh, very early. Uh -huh. And I'm so happy, but I cannot be happy because everybody <laughs> around me is. There was no Bulgaria. Yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this and had, then this, this happened to me in Brazil when Brazil uh, lost zero to seven. I, oh, that I, was big! I was at Copacabana. <laughs> and I, what do you do? I I know what you felt. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, and so then I remember. But this was the time you were still. There was no colors yet. But. The Volrods had this big white board and we had all this bleacher and we sat down and you just made, you just went on for like a whole day of, I mean, we were like forever just <laughs> listening and listening and just like a sponges, you know, and, and then we take a break and then we talk amongst each other and it was just so amazing. And next thing you know, few years later, actually quite a few years later. Well, what do you think if Helmut Reiser is gonna be on your seminar? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I say, okay. And I, the next day I come out and I'm like, okay. I, I mean, I just have to just do what I do. And words are not coming out. I'm, I'm now <laughs> in front of everybody ready to go. No, and, you were good. And you, there you is make, Helmut you make like a this. big impression, believe me. Yeah, he's trying to be incognito. He's he's <laughs> like, okay, I'm not looking at him. I'm not making eye contact. Yeah. He should start. Yeah, going. I try to be incognito because uh, we just were passing through. We want to go to the barrier reef, and uh, Luch says uh, uh, there is um, Ivan, 
and uh, I said, okay, we put this hat on, uh, sunglasses, and just go there. But the bush, bush drums were quicker. <laughs> it was it was amazing. And then, of yeah. course, once I got going, and then, and then, of course, you you know, I think I don't know, was it a break or was it something with the tracking? And you kind of came in, and you you really helped me recover and and do my thing, you know, in a very kind of subtle way and um but yeah that was that was one of the times then then we did the what was it called the one that the money tournament that you won it was uh the was in masters, New masters 2008 yes, the master 2008 and and um that was a they like things like this was a good idea Mm-hmm. But never really ended up going more than one time. Well, uh, because um, um, Carlos went sick, he got cancer, mm. and uh, he tried to do. And already, I already applied again, but uh, then they quit because they couldn't do this. Yeah. F- so for those that listen and don't know what we're talking about, there was a 2008. Uh, it, it, there was some conversations and some ideas to make. IGP or Schutzhund by invitation for money price. I don't know, believe it was good. I think it was 10,000 or something. 15. Or 15, yeah. I mean, it, but 10, I, 10 I put to the next yes, places. Yes, 10 you did. Yes, that's <laughs> I what was, you did. I, I felt he was so generous. He's like, I cannot do this. No, I, I will I, I split felt, it. I felt uncomfortable <laughs> with this. Yes. But that, that was a very good idea. And this was one of the times when and I had a I had a show German Shepherd total show German Shepherd from Brazil I went I gave a seminar and they bring this dog and I'm like <laughs> and they're like what do you think and I'm like I don't know so I work him I'm like oh I really like him can I buy him and now they're like oh he's really good you can't buy him <laughs> And anyway, I ended up getting him, but um, I did not know how much the, um, how do I say this? Like, even even between the working dog, big name, uh, influential judges and communities, they were, even today, they are very uh, prejudiced towards Oh, it's a show shepherd. He cannot possibly have what it takes. And we, sh- we got to be able to look more openly to this. But that was a different story. What I, what I, the reason I'm bringing masters is because it was all German shepherds. And for some reason, tracking. And it, I don't think it was that easy tracking. But all of the dogs were very skillful at tracking and we were all watching each other and appreciating mm-hmm. the the skills of the handlers and the dogs and and it was beautiful um it was a good organization yeah it was a super tournament yes i but wish it was they extreme that. extreme uh, um, um, uh, conditions yes the heat and everything yes yes but then you see a dog with very good understanding and good ethics 
working through problems. Mm -hmm. it, it was some, and and because we all were somewhat on the same level, we were able to appreciate it, what every other person was doing. I think yeah. it was a very special yeah. tournament. Mm -hmm. And it's very unfortunate that they don't have this anymore. Um, I, I want to ask you, helper work, how do you feel how do you feel about people that live way out of having access, especially in the States, doing certain things by themselves? There is always this like how much and what can you do by yourself as far as protection training with your dog? Yeah, this is something <laughs> uh, what I also suffer. I don't have a good helper at my house. Yeah. In, in my uh, around and uh, in the past it was different I, I uh, educated lots of helper but uh, at the end nobody is there and people come and I do the helper work uh, with my own dogs you see what I do in two three shoot scenes takes me with my dog one and a half year and uh, because if I let someone do the work it goes one step forward, two steps backward. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, then, of course, one thing is um, good. Um, if the dog has a special age, if the gray is already there, it's good. I can work it my own. Yeah? Uh, but uh, when you bring up a dog, uh, then it's difficult because um, personal knowledge dampens aggression. With a mully, it's not that problem. Because as a Mali, you have to work on blue and green. Yes, if you go they, to the, if you go too early to the gray, uh, then uh, either the, the tail is under the chest or the head help us yes. hand us in hospital. But yeah? that's but the danger, actually, yeah. because when you say that it's easy with a Mali, that's a, a real danger, and it happens all the time, because the Mali looks like it, it is so young, offers so much that a helper like oh I can do so much with it and before they even realize they've burned the dog they kind of yeah. pushed it too far when we talk about these two races uh, we must point out there is a Mali there's a shepherd most overlap yeah and the breeding of the shepherd goes nowadays more and more uh, to the Mali type yeah, and the Mali breeding uh, with the good people, they try to bring in uh, better nerves. So yes, what, what, is, what is the difference? I have a, I have a talk about this. Uh, and normally when I do a Schutzin seminar, I talk uh, more about this uh, problem. Here in this tracking seminar, I, I blocked it out. Um, the Mali has a lower threshold, uh, has a very nice green and a very nice blue. Yeah? It's high adaptive behavior, and if you do something, he tries to please. Yeah. And um, with much activity. But Much uh, activity. Much activity, better body, quick movement, quick changes. Uh, and um, so this is the advantage of the Mali. And as I said in the seminar, when I, I'm kidding about this should be happiness in the work. No, sport is never happiness. Sport is limit. Yeah. And Mali is on the limit. Uh, it's typical. I'm talking about the typical. Uh, of course. Yeah? Uh, is on the limit. 
when he has a conflict in the green. Yeah? And uh, you saw this uh, here with the young dog. We worked here. <laughs> you just move a little bit with the with the uh, uh, with the prey, yep. and uh, then the dog is held in the harness, and he starts show gray for the conflict. Yeah. So, and um, it's for me. It was interesting when I saw the training with Matthias, um, with uh, his friends and his mullies. Uh, they have quite clever. They start from the beginning. Uh, they're working the gray, but not connecting with the biting. Yeah? So they work the gray, they stand there, make defense attraction, and the mali gets used to this. Like this young dog here, as I work, he starts with a, with his stick and goes out and wants to bite the stick. And when you put the green in the front ground, yeah, uh, you can the dog gets used it's to this it, attraction. Yeah. So, and uh, what they do, this was so smart and so clever. They uh, just uh, work the gray, make a short break, minimum three seconds, <laughs> take the the, uh, the sleeve, and then they start only with the green and make the biting with the green. Yeah? And so they separate at once. Uh, that's not the work you should do with a shepherd uh, because um, you need the limit. The mali is on the limit if he doesn't get the prey. And if you do a little bit with this, stick and so then he's over the load and goes out and and, and is in hectic yeah and tell me tell me just a little bit quickly about what what do you mean by limit just so so everybody understands what what we are saying gray and blue has the same attraction it's the loadability yeah it's a conflict yeah if if you put the um put a high dose on compulsion on the dog, it goes to blue. If you put a low dose, it becomes hyperactive. So the limit is where it turns. Yeah. Okay. You increase the load, the load, the loadness. Yeah? And then it asks for and then possibly the dog switching. Aggressive. And when you do more, it goes to avoidance. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and the limit talking about, what the nerves can hold on load, load, loadness, loadability, what do you say? Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. And um, this is something, when you go to this border, yeah, you have most activity because uh, the conflict brings the gray and the gray brings the power. So now when you work with a, sh with a typical shepherd, yeah, you have to bring in the gray Uh, that the dog uh, goes to the border of the nerves, and then you channel this in the in the green. Huh? And with the mali, uh, you don't have to do so much. You are not allowed to do so much. Right. If you hit him hard, he goes out. Yeah. And uh, if he is um, uh, overloaded, he's sensitized. Yeah. And then um, he has much more fear. He learns quick. You see, the mali came up because we have so good techniques. In the past, where we had no knowledge how to train a dog, you, yeah, needed, dog you, needed, you needed dogs with much resistance. Very stable, yeah. that huh? can take a lot. Nowadays, uh, everybody wants, uh, they think we want a good dog. What is a good dog? Nobody can answer. Because uh, these guys who said, we want the good dog and the strong one who has resistance, yeah, 
give such a dog to someone nowadays? Yeah? This dog bites the handler and is put to death. This is, uh, there are so few people who really can handle this old style of dog with lo a big resistance. Nowadays, with our good techniques, with our super learning uh, deals, if you do, you get positive reinforcement and, and, and. Yeah? Um, uh, we uh, can handle very good with these dogs with lower nerves and good threshold. This is what um, Volker Riedel, old friend of mine, mm -hmm. Uh, was a judge in the Malinos. Yeah, yeah, I know. I met him in the 70s already. He came oh, with really? his collars and collars didn't bark and we and I said, hey, everybody, dog, every dog barks and uh, and uh, so we have long, long story. So uh, when we join now with the Malis in the RSV 2000, uh, we have to overwork our matrix uh, so that we can um, define the Mali. So I went to uh, Volker to Trier and uh, worked it out and Volker once told me Helmut you criticize our muddies because of low nerves we know uh, we know the advantage of this you see? Mm. and I said okay you're right you're right yeah if you have this uh, see I always preferred in the past uh, dogs you have the DDR system five in the middle Yes. Then you have uh, to the three and to the uh, yes. six, seven, eight. Was that I, I preferred always the four dog because when you teach proper and you have lower nerves, you have more power. Yeah? If you are not so clever in the teaching, you better have dogs with uh, better nerves because yes. you put in more conflicts. But that's also very yeah. critical for breeding yeah. to do to do intelligent breeding that you're looking in 10 and 20 years f in the future. But I'm super surprised that you actually, like this is like this one through five, five and four and six, that, that's what I grew up. That mm -hmm. was my, cause it was in Germany and the Eastern European block and everything. So how was that even, how, how was in West Germany that came, was that appreciated? This kind of we put it in our we put it in our RSV 2000 in the matrix when we do the Talentsichtung, middle five is always the best, but we only have uh, uh, up two criterias, up three, up one, and down three, down one, mm -hmm. pretty the same. Up three, up one is more, down three, down down one is less, and so we uh, with this we uh, rate sixty anatomic parameters and 20 mental parameters. This is our Talentsichtung. Yeah? And with our Talentsichtung, uh, we uh, make a short bringing up protection work mm -hmm. from a good LCC who understand this. They always, uh, this Talentsichtung shows um, the audience how you should bring up a dog in protection. Uh, the dog gets the advantage uh, that he gets a good bringing up the handler gets the information that um, uh, how he shall handle, like I showed here today, uh, what is pressing, what is yeah. champagne finger, and how do you uh, stabilize the gray, how do you stabilize the blue, how do you stabilize the green. And uh, so it's a win-win situation for dog, for handler, and a win-win situation for the club. We got the, um, these parameters 
of the anatomy and of the mental problem, and we put it all in a uh, in a database so that we can uh, go from phenotype selection, what we have done over 100 years, uh, with this information to the genotype selection. When we have this data, no other club has these data, and um, and there is something in the in the odds group, they earn money, they sell coffee and cake and everything, and it's an easy entrance, uh, and uh, there is no stress for the handler because he cannot lose, even if he gets no point. He earns one, uh, now two matings with his dog, and this is very good entrance for breeding because with 14 months you can breed, so when does, a right. when does a female wow. get in season? Maybe 15 months. So with 16 months, uh, I can check my female. What is her biological uh, option? And if you rape her for mating, and then you have to um, uh, have at the end one puppy uh, opened with a with a with a Kaiserschnitt with a yes, <laughs> with a surgery, yeah. 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 Yep. Then uh, you don't have to put money and time in uh, in training. Um, because this is nothing for yes. for breeding. Yes. But when I had my inlay, yeah, uh, with 16 months, uh, she uh, uh, got the first mating, and I said, oh, she will kill everything. She's so far out. She's so crazy. And I did nothing. She was, she stands, uh, there was a mating, and uh, I didn't care for anything. I came in the kennel, there were four puppies. I came back, uh, there were six puppies. At the end, there were 10 puppies. And she was so carefully with the puppies. And so I said, okay, this is something for breeding. Yes. And I uh, now I put uh, time, money, energy, because from the biting, from everything, she's talented. Yeah? And this is good for the breeders. You have an early entrance and you can check the biological uh, potential of this animal. And our breeders, for example, uh, uh, Hans Bodenmeier, he is very creative in this. Uh, he likes this to have a quick uh, uh, sequence of the generations to see what's coming out, especially when you make an outcross. Right. Yeah. Yeah, breeding is. Uh, so we are very, we are very smart. Not only in trading, <laughs> also in breeding. <laughs> you know, DMC also. You, I think they also have this numeric. Uh, yes. But too complicated. They made it. I don't know what I did, but for, I mean, I think they're coming back to breeding more stable dogs. But I think the system they designed at like the early two thousands. They make very big mistakes. They created very nervy, like Malinois, as we know, it's it's already very active. We actually on purpose need to look for a stable, primitive kind of dog to constantly to come back in. And I think they just ended up more and more to trainability and active and trainability. And it turned into dogs that cannot lay down calmly. I, and I think it was partially because of that curing uh, um, that they developed. and. I don't know what has happened. It's not so smart what they do. Uh, the, they get more and more problems by homozygity. Uh, you see, um, the, an the, the, the ants are all the same. And 
uh, with this like you create a homosexuality with all the fitness uh, uh, problems you get and uh, so uh, the way they act to select always very hard mm-hmm. you lose the wideness of the base and the wideness of the genetic pool is a very important It's part critical. for the healthiness of the, of of a um, uh, of a race yes yeah? because and we are not thinking about just this yeah. one leader we're yeah. gotta think in 10 years and 15 years and 20 years mm-hmm. we this was a very nice discussion when we had our uh, qualification for vdh there was knut and there was albert our president and knut fuchs yeah wow and knut uh, and uh Of course, Albert, I have to carry home again because uh, Knut is much more <laughs> stable in drinking. <laughs> But it was an endless discussion and it was very, with two very different meanings. Knut says he wants to produce puppies you can use and you can use, you can use. And Albert thinks more in uh, genetic and wideness of genetic pool and they struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled yeah it was interesting i sh- i just listened uh, and uh, i didn't take part in this discussion but there are two things um two sides of the coin mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and it was very interesting when they struggled for the truth at the end they uh, were very good friends because i know don't know how many bottles of uh, uh, vodka it was. <laughs> they drank. No, but that's, <laughs> in a way, that's what's stimulating and that's how we grow. It's as, important. I mean, when you think, just as you said in your way back in history, yeah. how how you developed, it's the same, like we do need this. These cannot, discussions are important. Yes, if we all agree, yeah. there is no evolution yeah. no more. Yeah. We have to challenge it. Mm-hmm. We always have to challenge it which goes back to the force free and the electric colors and it's one thing to say well this is very bad idea we have a better solution but when you say that you have a better solution and you cannot openly come forward and show us because if there is a better solution who wouldn't take it the problem is The problem is you can stay on four levels in your life. The lowest level is your unconscious incompetent. So If this is where I first heard this was you talking about this and I, I believe it was San Jose's work. I learned, this, I learned this in in Australia from Luch, the guy. Oh, was it Australia that you told me? Yeah. Maybe Luch, that's where. Luch, uh, I have this from Luch. There are four levels in life you can l- rely on. The lowest level is your unconscious incompetent. If you are there, stay there. Everything is in order. It's happy place. Yeah, happy place. No stress. <laughs> yes. So, and Luch told me if you want to teach someone something, you must bring him on level two that he is conscious incompetent. This is not nice. No. Uh, this is stress. Pressure. Then he works on himself and he becomes conscious competent. Unless you quit. Uh, unless Many you quit. will quit. Unless you quit. And then um, uh, you have one problem. It's still stress because uh, when I teach dog training and the people know what to do, they are always one second too late. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not yet automatic. But if you're talented, if you uh, work on it, I tell this the same to my employees in my practice. You can get level four, like my Anna is. Uh, she doesn't think; it goes all automatically. Yes, but she can think if there is a problem, and then you are uh, unconscious competent. Uh, yeah. And this is this is as good as level one, one, yeah, because it's stress free and you are happy. And this, I talk to my employee in the practice when I have the finger in the mouth of uh, the professor from the from the police academy, and very smart man. I took them out, and then he told me. And then there is a level five. I said, "Hey, what's this? I don't know." I said, "Level five. These are competent people which are unwilling to learn. These are the worst." <laughs> <laughs> and you find in these um, uh, in the charge of the clubs and uh, everywhere these people who are in the power position and they ignore a different meaning. What we talked about, yeah. they just uh, get information from the people uh, they want, which agree with this. And um, This is there is the one same. more level for me. I again, like ever since I heard you telling me that impact in Australia, I always use it, and I actually, it's it's part of my. It's almost like my introduction to my dog trainer school. Mm-hmm. I actually talk v- quite a bit about this because it's so important. Um, and but I came to to another one. Like for me, I have a different level five where it's when there is that point that becomes an art where you can break the rules and you can paint like Picasso that just makes no sense. But then you go, wow. And I think certain people are capable, but not everybody. And one of the, the big, things as as a dog trainer is to go through that level one the oblivious stage oh i'm gonna be a world champion i'm gonna be whatever it's a, such a good place right but you have to stick through the hard times the two and the three mm-hmm. you have to if you have to and and then hopefully with with good commitment and and good uh, uh surrounding community you you grow to level four it's i don't think it's hard to be level four if you don't give up and you have the support system mm-hmm. of course talent there is no we cannot argue about talent like i cannot paint i cannot sing i can train dogs and i think sometimes people go into dog sports not because they believe they are good but because they suck somewhere else in their life and they think that this will be the place where they can excel knowing that's the thing knowing that they are not good at it but somehow i i, I don't know it's a difficult when you when you give seminars this is always my problem even with the school that I have seminars that I teach, there is always a person that has this super high motivation, but he has no talent. 
yeah. and you know that it just cannot happen. But you cannot say to anybody that you're not good, it cannot happen, because that you, I've learned that lesson. I've, I've said that before. And three years later, hey, remember me. Well, guess what? My dog is now IGP-3. I'm like, okay, yeah, your dog is IGP-3, but that doesn't mean that you, you have talent for this. Like, like you can paint by numbers, but you cannot actually paint. I know what you're talking about. Uh, I have, of course, the same situation, uh, especially um, at home. I have not this super dog sportless. I have uh, not talented people. Yeah? But if you talk to them about this, and they accept their problems and their level, then it's easy uh, to help them and to improve, of and course, they will, a level they, 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 will never, they will never become an Ivan Balabanov or Helmut Reiser or something like this here, yeah? but they don't want this. And this is, this is the most important thing that you make clear uh, on, Where what, do we on, on what basics they stand. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, I always uh, tell two things to the people. I say, I can push you forward as maximum as I can. But this goes to your personality. You have to change your personality. Yeah? Like I uh, told you the people, free the body, move this way, stay this way. No, don't move. Don't become hyperactive. If you, if you are in conflict, don't make ha ha ha. Stop this, it's not allowed. Yeah, uh, when you train dogs, because dog never understands humor. So, if you tell this, and then I tell another thing to the people: if you feel it personally, when I criticize you, when I give you compulsion, like your dog, yeah, if you feel, then I quit. If you accept this, that all the stress and all the power I put on you to change your behavior um, is a goodwill to push you forward, but tell, please tell me if it touches you personally. Good strategy. Then uh, tell me before, I don't have to do this. And for me, I quit if, it's, if, if you get angry personally. Yeah? And um, then you can uh, treat people in a way um, that you punish them, because I have, I have, I have uh, uh, very, uh, very top man uh, he is so busy every training he forgot what he has learned last time yeah yeah and we always start again and then uh, he starts again i said hey 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 what do you do you destroy everything yeah do this do this do this do this and then he has to be obedient and do this and we start from the beginning and what i do in the training i do one only one session barking session out of the blind plots and he didn't do the the, the important things uh, for positive and for reinforcement and uh, for body language and then the whole training is just training this 10 times yeah yeah when shit happens open we start from the beginning <laughs> trying <laughs> trying to create some habit in in trying to create uh, you see when when you were at the army you get drill yeah. you know what drill is so Drill, 
this exercise, drill this exercise. And then next time we, next, next time we drill the next exercise, next time he forgot the first, yeah? Right. And then I learned to be quite patient. In the past, I, this conflict creates me gray. Nowadays, I know uh, I should sit down and drink a beer. Yes, you get, <laughs> with time, you get a little better, a lot better, actually, to, to evaluate the person, not so much the dog, but the person. Is that person capable? Do they really even understand what it takes to, because it's so easy to dream high, it's so easy to be on that level one of unconsciously incompetent. The first and 20 years was training a dog. The last 20 years is training the people. The person. Yeah. And it's much more difficult. <laughs> but it's more interesting, no? I mean, I think it's interesting. I really think it's very interesting to teach a person. For when me. you have, when you don't need to worry about the dog, let's say the dog component, we have a dog that is capable, but we need to work with a person and to figure it out what's the limit and how much effort and sacrifice they want to put in. Because so, so often you give so much time to somebody and they, they just, I quit. I'm doing, I don't know, something, golf, what, just gone, pop. Well, for me, uh, I learned a lot uh, what I can use in dog sport in educating uh, employees in my practice. Mm. There are so many similar things uh, about the techniques, about the uh, loadability, and um, the only problem is dogs become better and better talents. With employee, I don't find talents any longer. <laughs> it's so terrible. This is the only thing what I what I'm uh, suffering in my practice. I would like to have young, uh, uh, talented uh, people for this, and this becomes more and more difficult. Yeah. So I yeah. think we talked a lot. Huh? We did. I think it's time to stop. I have this one last thing. Talent or hard work? What do you mean? Well, sometimes there is the say, well, if you put the time and if you work hard, you can do, you can beat talent. Or if you have talent, but you don't work so hard, working hard is going to beat you. So I think, I think uh, if you comp compete, uh, Nowadays, on the top, you need a good talent, and you have to be professional, <laughs> or or a rich husband uh, that you have a space for this, or a rich woman that you have a space for this. Because um, when uh, when you want to compete on the top, uh, you have to be very busy. Yeah. Yeah. And and discipline. Yeah. But believe me. Uh, I compete with my dogs quite good on a high level. And I'm very lazy for this. Yeah. That's how I, I am. Yeah. The same yeah. thing. Yeah. If you, 
if you, uh, uh, I don't want to win. Because, uh, and I just explained my friends, uh, for example, Peter, who became the world champion. Peter, other people also need to become the champion. Yeah, Be happy, be happy if they win. Oh, yeah? Because um, you will win again sometimes. Uh, but uh, don't try to, um, uh, to stabilize this. You won because there was also a little luck. There was yes. super dog, there was super training, you were busy, but the stars aligned. If you if you want to uh, 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 cement this, yeah, you overload. Yes. See? If you are overloaded, you lose the happiness, and without the happiness, you will not win. Yeah, yeah. I I almost hate to say this, but it's it's exactly right. Like once you can you win few many times in a row yeah it's done but what is at stake as far as your mental and physical health to do that it's and not it becomes no fun and you will sell uh, buy and sell and buy and sell and buy and sell and buy yes. and sell because you know Uh, this dog has here a little problem, this dog has there a little problem, and uh, if I want to make sure, this is too less for me. Yeah. So uh, this is there is so much compulsion pressing on you that you uh, must be a, a character like the Fritz. Enjoyment you is must be a character like Fritz Bieler that you can stand this. <laughs> I know, and he, he, he's, a, he's a different animal. Yeah. yeah. Helmut. <laughs> Thank you so much. Like My absolutely, <laughs> absolutely love talking to you. Okay. And uh, thank you for coming. Same and it for was me. just amazing. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Now we worked hard for a glass yes. of wine. Eh? <laughs>